We love following uh, Michiganders uh, who have done well or done good. They've done good. Uh, and that includes our next guest. You remember him uh, when he was a fabulous uh, writer, business columnist for the Detroit News. Uh, he tried his hand at uh, radio uh, talk show hosting. We got smart and got real jobs after that. Uh, started a, a strategic communications agency in 2014 uh, and has uh, and been writing books now from his home base where he and his wife Diane uh, reside in Manhattan. He's got another book. It's called Missy's Twitch, and he is John Pepper. Good afternoon, John. Paul W., how are you? I am excellent. Far more well-rested than the last time we talked, I can tell you that. <laughs> I, think, I think so. You must have caught up on some sleep after uh, switching gigs here. So I have, congratulations been, to you. Thank yes. you. I've been doing my best. So that people who don't know or remember, uh, this is the fourth novel in John Pepper's series, Fossil Fuels, centering on the bickering descendants of an industrial uh, a guy, an industrialist named Homer Crow, and their battles with politicians, activists, competitors, and and one another. It is, it is a, it is a book that lampoons climate alarmism, and you do it with wit, and you do it with insight. John, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that that what we do as human beings on this great planet we call Earth doesn't have any effect, but. And I do believe we're all better off if we clean up our rivers, our lakes, the oceans, and, and all of that, our air. I understand that. But you're right about taking a look at what could only be called climate alarmism and saying, come on now, let's stop. So this is the fourth fourth book in that whole work of yours, this genre, if you will. Yes, it is. And so it's uh, this, this Fossil Feud series is... Each book's focused on a different thing. The first book was about competition in the C-suite between the descendant of Homer Crow and the CEO he brought in to run the company. The second one was a dispute between Robbie Crow and his wife over control of the company. Uh, Green Goddess was about how the company was trying to position itself for a so-called energy transition into some futuristic sort of clean, green, renewable energy. In their case, it was fusion. And now the fourth book, Missy's Twitch, is about Missy, uh, Missy Mayburn Crow. She's a sixth-generation descendant of Homer Crow, and she is very, I guess what you'd call woke. She's come out of gender studies at Yale, and she's back in the city of uh, New York. She's trying to join the company. She's overwhelmed, first of all, by um, the issues that the company is facing, but she's also overwhelmed by guilt, feeling after years of education and protests at Yale about climate change, <laughs> that she and her family have this uh, responsibility for this, and that they're, they're the ones who caused this. She develops this twitch, this mysterious twitch. It's involuntary. All her friends, also very, uh, very woke themselves, catch it. It goes viral via TikTok. It becomes a worldwide contagion. And this twitch is what you'd call psychologically a conversion disorder, that is converting some anxiety into some physical movement. And um, this quickly becomes exploited by politicians in Washington, if you can believe that or not. Wow, that's uh, unusual. <laughs> yes, exactly. And Missy becomes kind of a trophy for, for the administration in D.C. to make their pitch for all kinds of 
solutions, as they would call them, to climate change. And, Paul, that's one of the things that bothers me most, I think, as I watch what's going on in Washington and in other capitals like Lansing as well, and that is the solutions, um, I'm not sure that they actually address the problems they're talking about, and I think they may actually make situations worse. And uh, I think if there's any lesson out of this particular book, it's that people need to ask more questions and not just take it for granted that there's a so-called scientific consensus. Because I've done a lot of research into this, and I find that there are a lot of people, very esteemed scientists, who have very different views on this issue, who are simply blacked out in the press. They're not sure they are. Absolutely. Are you kidding? Absolutely right. And and have you ever really met? Uh, uh, an enterprising therapist like the one you feature in this new book, Missy's Twitch, John Pepper. Have you ever have you ever met one that actually comes up with a diagnosis of climatosis? <laughs> no, not exactly, but I, I kind of use that phrase to uh, describe what Missy's condition is. But I did do some research into climate therapists, and it may surprise you to know that there are more than 100 of them in an association across the country who are dealing with people struggling with climate anxiety. They don't know what to do. They've, these kids have been bombarded through school, through media, through movies, through everything, to think that the world's about to end. And so they're, they're overcome with anxiety, and they're going to see therapists. A lot of these are around college campuses. And of so course. It, yeah. it, you're telling me they're actually referred to, if you looked them up, as climate therapists? Yes, if you did a wow. Google search and you said climate therapist, you'd find you'd find this association that knits them all together. And of course, their solutions and what they want to tell people are things like tell their patients that, you know, you're good because you care so much. Of course you have anxiety. It's natural. I mean, we're all about to die, so uh it's okay. You know, you're a good person, you want to do something. I think yeah. you're the first to come up with this uh, uh cli-fi, climate fiction and i know kirkus reviews loves your book and others that have read it have loved your book but good for you in this the fourth in a series like this you know it reminds me john pepper this could be uh, you could work on this for your next book just uh, after you get through well you'll never get through the climatosis that's that's going to go on forever but but this the story out today with kids reading osama bin laden's letter and siding with osama bin laden and the Republicans immediately say, that's why we have to do away with TikTok. We've got plenty of other reasons to get rid of TikTok. Plenty of them. Fine. That's great. We can argue about it or not argue about it. But what we need to be concerned about in the same way with climatosis is what has led our children to be so easily misled down certain paths that they shouldn't be on. Oh, I had I had exactly the same reaction when I read those stories this morning, Paul W. It was and I thought of that also when I was writing this book, Missy's Twitch, because um, as one of the characters says when she's discussing bad weather or extreme weather, she says, didn't anyone ever see The Wizard of Oz? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, this, is, this is not new. I was, also, I was reading a book last night. I was reading Bill O'Reilly's book about Salem witches. And they were talking about one of the people who was accusing people of young women of being witches was saying, thunder is the voice of God. And as he's ex essentially expressing disapproval of the way people were handling the earth. Mm. And so this has been going at, on forever and ever, this history. And in this particular case, people used to dance in the Middle Ages. They, they were so upset about the climate and their environment 
they would dance nonstop. It was called choreomania, and it happened in the 1500s. And they wouldn't, they couldn't stop themselves. They would end up collapsing and uh, and sometimes breaking ribs and sometimes dying. Mm. Well, the same kind of history that you're talking about here with Osama bin Laden, like, weren't they taught this? I mean, amid all the other woke nonsense that people are taught in schools these days, aren't they taught things simply like not what happened on 9-11? By the way, I'm sitting in the World Trade Center. I have an office here on the 85th floor, mm. and if I really squint my eyes, I think I can see the Golden Tower of the Fisher Building way I think over you there can. in the West. I think you probably can. Hey, go to John Pepper Books. It's J-O-N, Pepper, P-E-P-P-E-R, books.com, all one word, johnpepperbooks.com, or wherever you find your favorite books. It's Missy's Twitch, and he's one of us. He's a Michigander, John and his wife, Diane, now calling New York City their home, novelist, entrepreneur, business consultant, based there in the city. Always great catching up with you, John. You too, Paul W. I look forward to chatting with you again soon. I have a very nice Thanksgiving. Uh, same to you. We continue. You and your family. Thank yeah. you so much. We continue on WJR.